So I know we're going to talk about Mahomes here in a second, but maybe this, maybe we can parlay this little nugget into our next topic here. Uh, Shield Kapadia, NFL writer for The Athletic. He said, the, the, he tweeted this out about, uh, we're, we're recording this Sunday night, full disclosure. He re- tweeted this out. Yeah, earlier. it was right after the game. Uh, he said, here's where the Chiefs offense ranks through four games of the post-Tyreek Hill era. They are first in points per drive. They are second in points per game. They are first in EPA expected points added per drive. And that Patrick Mahomes is number one in that same category of EPA quarterbacks on passing plays. So through four games, we've seen two vastly different versions of this offense, but you put it all in a pot, mix it together. And this is still one of the NFL's elite offenses. It's (laughs) they haven't skipped a beat. I don't, I mean, they have and they haven't. Because again, the Jekyll and Hyde part of this is very true. They've scored 90. So what are you buying? So what are you buying moving forward? That Mahomes is great and they'll be great because he is. Like, I, how am that's I supposed easy answer. to? I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Look, the, the, the petty version of Mahomes, when it shows up, it's unstoppable. Like after the game, he told Vahe Gregorian of the Kansas City Star, said, Hey, I didn't, you know, like he admitted that he didn't think the loss in the Super Bowl would would be motivation for him in the game tonight. And then he said, I showed up at the stadium and I thought, nope, I want to win. And then he took a shot at Shaq Barrett in postgame about the offensive line stuff. And I'm stunned he didn't make a third comment about how he's a selfish player based on that one article posted by the Kansas City Star. Because clearly he loves to dig into those little moments and eviscerate people. As a result of it, what, like what is this? Uh, what's this article you're referencing? Okay, so on the Kansas City Stars web, they they had just sent out a tweet that said the the exact headline of the tweet said, "It's you know like Patrick Holmes is super talented. If only he wasn't super selfish." That's essentially what the headline said. And you're like, "I'm sorry, what?" And so we all, uh, as humans, like, well, I guess I'm clicking this. Only to find out it's just it's just reader stuff. Readers wrote in letters to the editor, right? And there's like eight uh, of them. One of them is on Patrick Mahomes. And it is that one they chose to single out, send out their tweet, and then be crushed. Like Brittany, Brittany Mahomes was, was tweeting about it. So if I think Brittany was tweeting about it, do I think Patrick saw it? Yeah, probably. So they just put all these little things together to just to send out Super Mahomes. And we should we should know by now. That if there is real smoke, like enough stuff to really, to really motivate him, never bet against him. Because for all the times he counts on his hands or talk about those things, Nick, that's who he is. And look, all that stuff is to say he was also doing some borderline incomprehensible things in the passing game again. Like, I, I you get, you know, like, uh, we can be accused in sports radio of like uh, trying to over dramatize Nick, you and I've joked off and on these things like about how like early on in radio careers, you're trying to like make a big point of like saying something eloquent. What the hell am I supposed to say to describe that Clyde Edwards, a play? He was almost sacked, then wasn't then almost tackled, then wasn't then jump past one to the back of the end zone, I guess. And that isn't nearly enough words to describe what actually happened there. So, I what what do you think the correlation is really between him having a chip on his shoulder, 
finding someone who disrespected him or his team and then coming out and playing the way he did tonight. Because I do think this. We'd like to think that these football players, they attack every game the same. I know we, we sort of joke and roll our eyes about when people say trap game, but the reason they say that is because they're real. Yeah. It, you're, you're playing football for four months. There is a 0% chance you're attacking every single game the exact same way. It just does not happen. Especially last week, you're going up to Indianapolis against a winless team, knowing that the next week, primetime game, against Brady, against the Bucks, against the team that beat you in the Super Bowl. I don't know if revenge, I don't know if there's really any revenge because you're already two years removed from it. But I do think there's just a level of focus that guys get into. And when Mahomes enters that level, a guy who is already the most talented quarterback in the NFL starts doing things that make you wonder if they're even legal. Like that throw that that is is that on is that on the Mount Rushmore of throws in his career? Oh, you know what's you know, here's this will tell you something. Maybe. Like the fact that I have to say maybe to that should really tell you how many of those he's made. Maybe, Nick. I don't want to be conf- I don't want to without thinking about it. I'm not ready to commit to that because I've watched him make some pretty ridiculous throws in my life and I'm not confident enough to just blindly say yeah for sure I've never no seen anybody I've never seen anybody ever th- make a throw like that like there have been some ones where he rips it down the field in between sure. three defenders and puts it w- those are great I'm not diminishing those but we see other quarterbacks from time to time make throws like that this is in a special tier Kind of like the left-handed pass to the Broncos back in 2018. It's like it may not be the most physically impressive thing that you've seen a quarterback do, but you watch that and you go, "Oh, well, that's the stuff that no one else in the league can do." Not you know, no, like not Josh Allen, not Aaron Rodgers. There is nobody who is making that play. I think it's correct because you know, you know, some of those like great running quarterbacks, they'll make some plays Mahomes can't because they're just bigger, faster, right? Whatever. Yeah. Um, like Kyler on that two-point conversion um, a week ago. It's like, okay, Mahomes can't make that play because he's just not – but he has his own his own methodology to what he makes. Because, again, it's – I don't – like, what happens in that play is still, because this is how normal people think is, the defense at some point thinks this is over. Ben, Benjamin Solak of the ringer actually had, like, the perfect screen cap of that because it's Mahomes twisted sideways – Looks like he's getting ready to be taken by the defender. Clyde is double covered in the end zone. And it's just a screenshot. And it just says, this guy is getting ready to throw a touchdown to this guy. And Mahomes is nearly down. And Clyde is double covered. And you're like, I don't I don't think so. Like, if you just saw that, you'd be like, logically, there's... Does he throw... Th- was it luck? Like, but no, it's... he. He does those things pretty consistently. Because he had the, he had the Juju Smith-Schuster one, too, when he's like, he's wrapped up. That led to a touchdown drive, by the way. He was wrapped up on a third down, and the drive was over. He had a guy on his waist. It was over. And he, well, just a little lollipop to throw over to Juju Smith-Schuster because he refuses to give up on a play, and in that moment, again, converts it and leads to another thing. He Tonight was just like, we, you know, 17 games a year, we get Mahomes all the time. 
But there are two or three times a year where we have to start a show or in the middle of a show, be like, okay, let's uh, let's all just settle in for Mahomes appreciation time. Um, That was incredible. He was really angry at all the things people said. And then he started doing crazy things that all worked (laughs) like we kind of have to, don't we, Nick? I mean, otherwise, it's foolish to just keep ignoring it like it's normal behavior because it's not. No, yeah, it's uh, it's where we we sometimes like in the past couple of weeks we said, oh, no, cool Mahomes plays, right? <laughs> oh, he just threw three hundred yards, and it was kind of fine, I guess. It's like he was saving him. He was saving him, and yeah, I, you're not going to get these every week. You're not going to get these offensive performances every week. Like he gets up for certain games, the primetime games, the the games uh, where he's trying to exact revenge. This one kind of had all of those things. And we talked about this in the Friday episode that we wondered where the buzz was. Why isn't there much buzz around this game? Is it because both of these teams are coming off of losses? And I think that probably had something to do with it. And neither team just really looked quite right. You knew one of those teams was going to have a get-right game. And it was definitely the Chiefs. A lot of the concerns or questions that you had about them, at least for another week, were quelled and now you get to go play the Raiders next week and feels like a pretty good game to follow up this one with. Before I uh, before we transition to a conversation a little bit about what that win means, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least give you some time to talk about how just two catches on the year and another catch for Jody Fortson. And I assume you saw the same thing. There was a fan who put $1,000 on him for an anytime oh, touchdown well, score. Legend. And won $19,000. I am, of all my accomplishments in my life or my career, (laughs) at the very top of that list is the fact that when Jody Fortson does anything, I have dozens and dozens of people (laughs) tweeting at me just to let me know. And it's it's always the same thing. Jody Fortson with six O's and 10 Y's. Yeah. Every single time. And so then when I when somebody screenshotted that bet, a thousand dollar bet to win nineteen thousand on a Jody Fortson anytime touchdown, <laughs> which by the way, kudos to you for having a thousand dollars to just toy around with <laughs> yeah, on a Jody Fortson anytime bet. But yeah, has one people, catch on the year. Eighteen people. Yeah, but what was it for, Cody? What was that one catch for? A, a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So I um I believe Matt Derrick tweeted it out earlier. Um is it now Eight targets for seven catches and six touchdowns. Do I have that right? Yeah. I that, think that, those right. are those are Jody Fortson's career numbers. He's a unicorn. He's a unicorn. His stat line makes eight, no sense. No, sorry. Okay, I got it wrong. So his his career stat line is now eight targets, seven catches, four touchdowns in ten games. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't really make sense. And he's been targeted a couple of other times in the red zone. This year, they've thrown the ball towards him in the end zone. Actually, matter of fact, Nick, that might be the first time I watched him actually have to run yardage to get it. Yes. Like he he didn't just, he had to catch it. And then he had to still run towards the goal line. Normally, they just throw it at him while they're already, while he's already in the end zone. So he doesn't have to go anywhere. This time, he actually had to move. So kudos to him for actually having well, to like clearly- run forward. They clearly view him as a mismatch. They like we can make the jokes and say, like, okay, whatever. He's a third-string tight end. No, he has a very specific role on this team, and I would argue it's a pretty important one. 
in that they put him on the field with Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, you know, Noah Gray gets a ton of snaps. Like, he's clearly got a huge role in this offense as well. But when you put him on the field with all these other guys, somewhere there's going to be a mismatch. And no team is ever going to be, like, allocating their resources to a guy with eight career targets. So Mahomes is looking his way. It's not just like, oh, he just happens to be the guy. No, they're using him in a very specific way. They want him on the field inside the 20-yard line. It's glorious. I love it. Um, I just think it's funny, like, so, so like appeal behind how we work or whatever in this industry is like, sometimes you want your name associated with certain players or their successes, because when those things happen, it's it. The two players that we are the most associated with for you, it is Jody Fortson, a guy with, as you had just said, eight career catches. <laughs> but anytime Jody comes up, you get a mention. And mine is Creed Humphrey, a center. There was a third shirt made for him today. This one by Charlie Hustle locally. Just so you know, Nick, if you didn't know, there's a new Creed is Good shirt out. Oh, now it says three Creed is Good shirts. Yeah. They just have spinoffs now. So we don't know. We just, we, I liked Creed Humphrey. So, and we did as a show and we liked Jody Fortson. Alex, maybe not as much. Our co-host in Kansas City was, was a little, a little less on board right away, but you fell in love, Nick. And that's where we ended up. One way or the yeah, other, but the, full I, the love has not been reciprocated. Jody has never acknowledged me. We've never met. So <laughs> it's sort of just an admirer from afar situation. Give it time. Give it time. Takes time. You know, slow, <laughs> slow moving, slow moving ships. Is it with this game tonight? Because obviously they they put a bunch of points on the box, but it's an NFC opponent. We talked about the buzz going into the game, and now we know that they got eight days before they got to take on the Raiders for Monday Night Football before a short week against the Bills. So is it already too cliche, too early, to start talking about this being a statement win for the Chiefs? Because for me, it is. And it's because I didn't respect the Bucs that much going into the game. I, I, I don't think they're a great team. I think they have a great defense, which is what we talked about earlier in, in the part where their offense was incredible. But I don't think they're a great team. They have very real flaws. A statement win to me was the Chargers, or if they beat the Bills in two weeks. Those will stand out to me. This Bucks game, unless they really write themselves here soon, feels like a win against a good NFL team, which are not to be scoffed at, but also I don't think I would call them statement wins. I mean, a lot of times when we talk about statement wins, you're really just talking about how is the public going to perceive you now? Right? Differently, probably. Well, yeah, because it's prime time and it was the Bucks, and you put up 41 yeah. points. So everybody, uh, everybody in sports media tomorrow, tune on ESPN, tune on the NFL Network, whatever, Fox Sports, they're all going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. They are. Or maybe they'll be talking about, oh, the, are the Bucks? Why is Tom Brady done? Right. That's. Well, that's we did say that that was going to be that was going to be one of the conversations coming out of this was that one of these teams is irreparably broken. You know that. Yeah, because one of those teams would have back to back losses. But. I don't think because I don't think it changes anything for the Chiefs. Nobody realistically was writing them off or saying that this no. was one of the best teams in the AFC after that loss to the Colts. It just felt like a bad game. And it felt like a team that was maybe kind of trying to figure out exactly how this offense is going to work in the post Tyreek Hill era. It's a statement win in that nothing, nothing terrible is going on. I don't think it's a statement yeah. win in like, oh, all of a sudden they're still the team to be. I don't believe that yet. I, I want to see them do it against the Bills. I want to see them do it against, uh, you know, the Bengals, some of the better teams in the AFC. Not to say that they have to prove anything, but 
they were what the the fourth best team, the third best team in the NFL entering this game based off what we'd seen this year. So now uh-huh. this the, the second or the first, whatever you want to put it at. I guess my point is the only thing they could have done in this game was make you really concerned about this offense and if it's going to be able to get back to that elite level. All they did was sort of reaffirm what we kind of already thought about them, which is it looks a little different. Maybe it looks a little clunky right now, but this is still Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. They're going to find a way to put up points on a pretty consistent basis. I don't, you know, I guess if you put it that way, because again, my, my initial thought is no, not a statement win. Um, but it was a statement by the offense. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll meet you halfway because it is a statement by the offense. That was, that's a good Bucks defense. Really good. Matter of fact, they've been good for years. Not just like a one-off. Wow, they've had a nice start to the season. No, that's a great defense and has been great for a number of years, led by a guy who was running the defense before this moment showed up too, when they were consistently one of the best defense in the NFL and have, and you can see on the field, even tonight in a game in which the Chiefs dominated. Devin White is a special player and you can see it. Even when they're getting beat, you're like, wow, he's really fast and he just gets in the backfield and makes tackles and gets in the way. He's a huge pain in the ass to other teams. You can see it. You can see it. You can see how talented he is. It's not it's not a mystery. You're like, that guy stands out. But they still just throttled them. I think what felt good, what honestly, the, the statement part of it was, again, to me, it's just taking it to that defense in that moment. And you had mentioned the Mahomes like, you know, primetime thing. He is like the anti-Kirk Cousins. The lights show up, the time is right, and Patrick Mahomes just goes off on teams. Like that is, you know, and tonight he became, what, the fastest to 20,000 yards, and he's tied Dan Marino for the most passing touchdowns through their first whatever game. You know it is. Like, he's at the top of all those leaderboards. It's not shocking to find that out. But it's just, it, it felt like a statement by them, Nick, to your point that you can just almost... Like, you want to just erase the Colts game from your memory. Like, that's not a real game. Because the Chargers game was an embarrassment offensively. It wasn't good, but it wasn't an embarrassment. The Colts game remains an embarrassment. And I still, you know, again, Matthew Wright tonight was two for two on the field goals and five for five of extra points. If he is their kicker last week, they are 4 0. And they're the, I guess, one of two remaining undefeated teams in the NFL because the Eagles won today, right? So. Again, we're recording this on Sunday night, but they, they won today. So, although, God, what happened? I was feeling very, I was feeling Jags fever there for a minute. They were up 14 nothing, Nick. I was like, all right, the Jags are for real. And then they stopped scoring. 